0: Just to start, just really just really pleased with our team. Um, we we just finished 15 practices and and all the practices are different experiences. And, uh, you know, you have some good, you have some bad, you have rough spots. Uh, but overall, I'm just really pleased with the attitude of our football team. Um, You know, we're we're a group uh, in progress. We're a work in progress. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, we have a brand new offense. We have brand new offensive players. Um, I think we probably got three returning defensive starters. So we have a lot of guys that haven't played very much and and not a lot of experience. So you're going to see some good. You're going to see some bad. Um, And it it was pretty typical today. It was a pretty typical spring game. Most spring games start off slow, and then they pick up in spurts, and then the guys start executing better, and that's pretty much what happened today.
1: What up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It is Sunday night when I am recording this. Yesterday was the spring game. Uh, The Nuggets, they didn't get swept. That's something to celebrate. So just a a really good weekend overall. But I'm going to be talking about the spring game today. I'm going to play more audio from Jay Norvell. That's obviously what I led in with. His introductory statement was like eight minutes long. Originally, I was going to play it, and then it just kept going and going. But I'll go over some of the things that he talked about, and then I'll play some more audio from the questions that I asked him later on in the podcast. And I'll just kind of give some general takeaways on spring ball as a whole Uh, what we saw on saturday at canvas stadium it was really windy so that was kind of a bummer because you know i think it limited what the offense was able to do particularly early but they they recovered well we got to see the potential of the passing offense we saw the defense make some plays as well we are going to go over all of it and more Uh, But real quick, the NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. If you are a current DraftKings Sportsbook customer, don't worry, they are going to hook you up too. You can get in on the action during the first round with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the NBA playoffs. Get $150 in free bets instantly. Again, that promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, before I get into some of my takeaways, I am going to go over more of what Norvell said in that intro statement. Like I said, it was like eight minutes long, so I didn't want to play the whole thing. I uh, just felt like that'd be kind of an awkward way to go into it. But at the uh, the part that I cut it off there... He was talking about how it, it was pretty par for the course with this spring game. They, they typically start slow. That's what happened with the offense. They actually uh, had a pick six. Clay Millen got intercepted by Brandon Guzman, who returned at 70 yards for a touchdown. Really nice play. And that put the white team, a.k.a. the world, because the format was the ones versus the world, up 28-0 early because they started with a 21-0 lead. It's handicapped, which makes sense. And then after getting picked off, they actually, the starting offense actually went three and out on their second series. And we're kind of joking, like, oh, you know, debut of the air raid. But the the offense really settled in nicely. Clay Millen ended up throwing four touchdowns uh, through one to Dante Wright, one to Torrey Horton. That was probably his best throw of the day. It was like a 55 yard go route down the sideline, really beautifully placed ball. He threw another one to Melquan Stovall. That was actually the first touchdown pass. It was a great grab by Stovall. He continues to impress. Probably the the most highlight plays of anyone this spring. And he threw into Nevada transfer running back Avery Morrow as well. Uh, Morrow and Vivens both looked really good. They appear to be a nice little running back tandem. Morrow with a little bit of size, a little bit of bruiser, but still moves pretty well. Uh, Vivens quicker, obviously, but runs really hard. I would say running backs and tight ends are probably the the two position groups that most pleasantly surprised this coaching staff. Maybe the secondary as well. That was, you know, as as far as the defense goes in that intro statement, Norvell, you know, he, he praised the, the secondary, talked about how the corners that they brought in have been really effective, mentioned some of the other young guys that have stepped up, Brandon Guzman in particular, they like what they have in the safeties. They really like what they have in the defensive line as well on a couple of different instances. Norvell has referenced them as the strength of the defense and and one of the stronger units on the team as a whole. He did challenge the linebackers, though, said they need more consistent play at linebacker. And that was interesting because Cameron Carter actually did not get the start. I mean, you would have, you know, coming in, you would have assumed that it would be Daquan Jackson and Cameron Carter that start at linebacker this fall it was actually Drew Kulik that got the start and Devin Edwards also ran with the ones not Cameron Carter. Funny enough, Kulik actually got a, got an interception on the, on the first series of the, the game. It was, it was nice to see, you know, walk on local kid, get the start and, and make some plays. He almost had another pick later in the green and gold game as well. But I did think that was interesting and it wouldn't shock me if linebacker ended up being a position that they explored, you know, on the recruiting trail. I've talked about how uh, wyoming transfer defensive end solomon bird is in the mix at csu they might bring him in they could they could potentially bring in a, a linebacker as well and that'd be a nice way to use those final two scholarships offensively i uh, mentioned you know it was kind of erratic up and down which makes sense cuz they've got just a lot of young players and that obviously starts with the offensive line which the o line they're not young it's a lot of veteran players but they're trying to establish continuity, and you've got five new starters coming from you know, four different schools in total, only one from CSU, and that's Brian Crespo right now. They're still figuring it out right now. I, I think there's reason to be intrigued. They've got much better size than any line that CSU's had in the past. Uh, they've got a guy, a lot of guys that have played a lot of games, so I just think it's going to take some time for them to you know, get comfortable together and get used to playing together. I'm not worried about it at all. Uh, The receivers made some plays. Clay Millen and the quarterback showed off their arm as well. Millen ended up throwing for just south of 300 yards. Four touchdowns did have the one interception. But I thought he responded well, and that was actually one of the things that he talked about. You know, I asked him about the slow start, and he was was pretty honest. You know, he's like, it's on me as the quarterback to, you know, get a hotter start, and I like that. That's a good leadership answer, especially for a young guy. But he also said that he felt like he showed that he can respond. You know, he can be even-keeled even after making a mistake, had the interception early, then he responds. Doesn't have any more turnovers for the rest of the day. Uh, Took a couple of sacks for holding the ball a little bit too long. But I think part of that is them just trying to work through the the reads and having him, you know, not lock in on on one receiver, which is kind of a, a tendency for young QBs. Plus, you know, like when you can't get hit, it, it naturally, I think, it just allows you to hold to the ball a little bit longer. Your your cock, your time, sense of timing moves a little bit faster when you know you can get clobbered. In, in fall camp and stuff, again, they're not going to be hitting them in practice, but he'll he'll move faster as it gets on. I'm not worried about it all at all. I just saw some tweets about that, so I figured I would reference it. Uh, the arm talent is legit though for for him. Uh, I've I felt like he's been really Composed. That's what's impressed me more than anything. He looks really comfortable at the line of scrimmage, you know, calling everything out, leading the offense, uh, has done well in the two minute drill and the couple of times that I've seen him do it. He's got big time potential. I just think the important thing to remember is that he's a redshirt freshman. And obviously, having a, a year in the system was a-, a massive advantage for him coming in compared to uh, Pooler and Stratton and-, and Fowler Nicolosi and even Evan O'Lace. But there's going to be rough moments and, and there's going to be a lot of good moments, but there are just going to be some moments where he shows his inexperience, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, really disrupted is his senior season. I mean, he hasn't played consistent football where he's out there, you know, taking hits and, and running the show since his junior year, pretty much. There's There's going to be some lows, but he has the potential to be really good and like pretty early in his career. I mean, I, I think even this year, you're going to see some some pretty some pretty incredible stuff that we just haven't seen from CSU quarterbacks in a long time. I mean, that, that touchdown throw to Torrey Horton, 50 plus yards in the air. And then, you know, after we're talking about it with him and he's breaking down how he had the wind at his back. So he didn't want to overthrow him. So all he was thinking about was trying to leave it about two yards short and then having the wind do the rest. And that's exactly what he did. Just dropped it in a bucket. And I mean, to have the wherewithal at that age to be able to do that is it's just not something you see. That's, that's an NFL throw. And I know that the the game has changed with all these guys doing camps and, you know, having like QB trainers and stuff from, you know, some kids do it at like eight, nine years old now, but they, they, they come in a lot more prepared than you would have, expected quarterbacks to you know 10 15 20 years ago but i mean to do that in a live game setting not you know when you're wearing shorts and t-shirts that's insane i'm super stoked about him but i'm also excited about a lot of these other quarterbacks i mean jackson stradden had a couple of throws that were like damn i mean you you can see the arm talent he had a pick so did uh giles pooler but pooler's impressed i mean norvell unprompted mentioned pooler on multiple occasions wouldn't shock me if they put him on scholarship. And it also wouldn't surprise me if he ended up being the backup quarterback when it's all said and done, he's got a nice release. He's a big dude. I mean, and, and he just, he plays with composure. I mean, you, you can see it out there. He's not quite as smooth as Mellon and, and none of them are, but he looks good. And even, even the other guys, like I said, they're, they're really raw Jackson Stratton and, and Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, but you do see the arm talent. I guess I'll just kind of move through the, the positions here because I've ended up blending like his commentary with some of my takeaways. But uh, as far as the uh, the wide receivers go, because I kind of glossed over it, he he wants to get bigger. And I do think that we'll see some guys ultimately move on some veterans. Um, like I, I just would be really surprised if Justice McCoy and, and EJ Scott were still on the roster this August. Maybe they'll just stick around, you know. Maybe they just love CSU. They they want to finish it out. I just don't see a scenario in which they're going to play, especially after you know that they're bringing five receivers from the high school ranks, all California guys, into the mix uh, this August. I I just think a lot of those guys are probably going to see the field. I mean, it makes it makes sense, you know. Prioritize your future, your the future of your program. And, you know, quite frankly, while I mean absolutely no disrespect to these guys individually, you know, I think these high school guys probably bring a a little bit more to the table in terms of just explosiveness, athleticism, general dynamicism. I don't know if I said that word right, but, (laughs) but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with the, the receivers. I also think it'll be interesting to see what happens with the tight ends because, uh, we'll see kind of what happens with Gary Williams has missed some practice time, uh, some off field stuff. I don't know. They, they've raved about Demir Abdullah quite a bit. And Tanner Arkin has obviously made a, a nice impression. I think, you know, between Horton and Stovall and Wright and McCullough, and then, you know, kind of mixing in Abdullah and potentially Jordan Williams, the freshman that'll be coming on into that like Cole Turner type role and, you know, using some, some Arkin as well you've got a nice variety there as far as pass catchers go and guys that you can trust. And I, you know, I I hope Williams is in that mix as well. But just after, you know, kind of seeing him miss some practice time and then he wasn't running with the ones he was with the world in this one. We'll just kind of have to see what happens with him. Him and David Bailey, they'll both be interesting as, as far as some, some veterans go. Again, I already mentioned EJ and, and Justice and some of those guys. But uh, Bailey, I think after a rough start, has maybe recovered a little bit well in terms of the impression that he's making. But I again, I think Vivens has really kind of solidified his role as kind of the starting running back and him and Moro kind of as the 1a1b. just Vivins what he brings as a, a pass blocker. he's really good in pass pro. He's probably the best out of them as a receiver, which makes sense given his background. And then Moro's just looked more explosive. You know, I, I think David Bailey is a talented running back. I, I think he's actually pretty good at pass bro himself. He's proven to be a reliable uh, option with his hands, even in the red zone as well. But he's a guy that's just been beaten down by injuries. And I think being a change of pace running back, you know, a guy that maybe only comes in and gets a couple of touches a game if he st- sticks around, that could be beneficial. I do think he has a role that could be useful. But uh, I think Vivens and, and Moro are going to be the, the lead. Lead horses in that backfield. And that's good because I think there's a lot of potential there. All right. I'm going to play some more audio of Jay Norvell answering some of my questions for you guys, just kind of uh, what they're thinking moving forward. Some positions, again, uh, they talked about how linebacker is a, a position they need more out of, uh, talked about the general execution, all that kinds of stuff. But uh, I, I did want to talk about the Norvells and their impact on the community. I mean, one of the things he talked about was, you know, they did make progress on the field, but really this spring was all about fundamentals, especially given just how many new pieces that they have on both sides of the ball. It, it wasn't necessarily about, you know, wowing anybody with their execution. Next spring's gonna be a little bit different. But, you know, this this spring it, it was baby steps. They were learning to play chopsticks so that they could ultimately, you know, learn how to play the piano. Going back to his analogy from day one. But what Norvell said was they they made even more progress off the field and you know he he opened his statement by talking about how much he was impressed with the attitude of the team and you know i'm sure some of it is just guys being rejuvenated after you know a rough you know couple of years i think these coaches have really made themselves welcome they they've been very caring and you just see it with their coaching style you know they're not out there you know, for a lack of a better term, you know, motherfucking players, you don't hear like hardly any cussing. And if you do, it's from the players. It's not from the coaches, like cursing them out. It's a very refreshing style. And I'm not one of those, you know, soft guys. I curse a lot (laughs) in my life. And I think that cursing can be impactful when used, you know, in in certain situations. But I also think just being direct and, you know, treating them with respect has has gone a long way. And, And you see it with the way that the player's, carry themselves. You know, you treat them with respect, you treat them like men. A lot of times they'll rise up to the occasion. But I think it all just starts with the the guy at the top and having a a truly respectable man, a, a leader of men, be at the head of this program. Like obviously it's early and I don't know, like he he could be the the greatest car salesman of all time or something, but it there's just a genuineness to him that it's palpable man like you could I don't really know how to describe it other than it's the same feeling you got when you were around Nico Medved when he came in when you look at the impact that Norvell has made in the locker room and in the community I mean the 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 community engagement it's gone completely 180 they have done such a tremendous job with getting these fans excited bringing former players back into the mix all of it traditions I mean it's just it's wonderful. All of that and, and all of the work that he's doing to, to change the culture inside that locker room, which is, it's, it's been a pretty broken locker room at times over the last couple of years. That's so much more important than wins or losses in this first year. And, and I've been asked this a bunch of times. I do think that with the talent that they have on this team, you know, going 500 is, is not out of the equation, maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit worse, depending on how things go. I obviously hope to see them make a bowl, but whether they make one or not, everything that he's doing to to heal the wounds with this program and, and just kind of restore faith and its trajectory is, it's is so welcome, man. This this group is just refreshing. Be, I mean, between opening everything up and you know embracing traditions and just welcoming in the community that makes all this possible. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, the thousands of people in the span, in the stands spending their hard-earned dollars that, you know, make this industry what it is, and they know that. And, and you know, the, the fans, you know, when you, when you treat the community the way Norvell has, the, the community is only going to come back and support you that much more. I mean, he gets it, and he talked about it. He's like, we're going to need the community during some of these games. You know, we need them to make an impact. And much like how he treats the players, how he treats the press that cover the team, He treats the community with with respect. I mean, the old regime, they they couldn't have given the community the time of day. I mean, in Adazio's mind, you know, he he was such a gift to this program, such a great football coach that you know we were all lucky to have him here. That's you know that's how he felt, and it was reflected in the way that he treated everyone—from the players on that team to the people that covered the team to the you know custodial staff. I mean, the guy was a real piece of work. But Norvell has just brought so much faith back so fast. I mean, without even without even playing a game. And I get that there's an element of this with any coaching hire. I mean, there's the excitement process, even with Adazio. You know, he he did well at his intro press conference, said a lot of the things that people wanted to hear. Then he went out and signed a bunch of local kids during his, you know, first cycle, and, and that won a lot of people over. But he was just playing the game. And, and like I said, there's just there's just a genuineness with Norvell that, you know, you, you can feel it with Medved. You can feel it with, you know, Ryan Williams. I obviously don't have any kids, but if I did and they went on, you know, to, to be a D1 star and had a bunch of options, I'd, I'd love for him to play for Jay Norvell. They got it right this time. All right, uh, I'm going to play some more audio of Norvell answering some of my questions. Like I said... Uh, but real quick, I do want to talk about a product that I have incorporated into my daily life. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to be healthier, didn't have time to like drastically change everything. I wanted, you know, better gut health, more energy, an optimized immune system that never hurts, especially today. Uh, I don't like taking pills, man. I, especially the big horse ones. Like I choke on them. You know, it's it's embarrassing. I look like a little kid struggling to go through it. I wanted a supplement that didn't taste like chalk. That's another problem with a lot of them. They just, they taste like chalk or dirty dishwater or something. (laughs) Athletic Greens, it's more of like a tropical tangy taste. I, I throw it in my smoothies. You can put it in your water. I've been on it for about eight weeks now. And I love it because it goes down easy and I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to choke down a vitamin. There's 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you should probably care about. It's lifestyle friendly, so if you're gluten-free, paleo, uh, vegan, whatever it may be, you are going to be good. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some type of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a one-year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add during the winter months, especially a little bit less so in the summer, but still great for your health. Anywho, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, go to athleticgreens.com. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Pew, 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 pew. The spring ball and not trying to do anything too complicated, really just wanting to execute. How was the execution today?
0: <laughs> I thought it was pretty good at times and it was sloppy at times. Um, you know, and it was a little tricky, you know, we, we started to get a little momentum and then, the, you know, the wind uh, and there was a penalty or two uh, that kind of stalled some of the drives in the first half with the ones. But I, I think our guys stuck with it and and we saw better execution as it went. Um, I mean, we got a long ways to go. It, you know, we 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 don't do a lot on offense. Um but we want our players to rep these things so much that it becomes instinctual. And so, um, a lot of good things, a lot of good calls, really, really, um, I thought clay came on, he was a little rough early and then, uh, he came on and executed better. Um, you know, I thought Ajon ran the ball hard and Avery today, they did a really good job running the football and those guys have both had really good Springs. Um, Really impressed with Tanner Arkin as a tight end. He's done he's done uh he's been super consistent every day. He's worked really hard in practice and he's he's done well blocking and and as a receiver. So really proud of Tanner this spring. I think our offensive line is coming on. You know, we got five guys that have never played together. And the more we the more we rep those guys and the more they play together, the the more consistently we run the ball and protect. Um, I, I I was really, really pleased with Charles Puler. I mean, he's had an amazing spring, you know, guy was a walk on and uh, really didn't get much of a chance to do much. And, um, he's a very bright guy, really smart. He's got a, a really nice release and, um, he's really had an excellent spring and, 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 uh, showed a lot of competitiveness and ability to throw the football. So um, I'm really pleased with him. Um, You know, we got some young quarterbacks that are learning how to play learning how to be in college. They should be going to the prom next week and, and, and and they're here competing, you know, division one football. And some days they look really good and some days they look like freshmen and but they've made a lot of progress. This was a great experience for them to just be in front of people and be in this stadium, um, and and they'll get better from that. We we really like those young quarterbacks, and um, we think they're going to be really good college football players. and And we just got to continue to pour repetitions in them and let them grow. Um, but really, really pleased with uh, with our kids. I thought we kicked the ball pretty good today in the, in the web in the and the wind and our field goal kickers really functioned pretty good today and uh, we punted the ball all right and and uh, um you know patty got a chance to punt a little bit our australian punter and and uh, he he's had a good spring so you know overall um we just have tried to give our guys as many repetitions and you know we practiced uh, with split practices where we we try to give so many as many guys as we can reps and and all those experiences have paid off and and they're going to help us as we move forward
1: you mentioned wanting to get a little bigger at wide receiver and yeah. 5 coming in are there any other position groups that you'd like to target yeah at? we
0: you know we, we need to get more athletic at linebacker i mean that's another area that we 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 need to run better we like we like our backers to run and be able to make plays. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I was real pleased with our defensive line and, and the, the way that they they rushed the passer and their effort all spring. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm feeling better about our secondary. Um, I think the we brought in three corners and those kids have really helped us play pass defense. Um, we're we're good at safety. We have some good players at safety. Um, And so yeah we have to get bigger um i just think we 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 need to get a little bit bigger to to get some matchups at wide out and um um, we got four kids coming in that should help us uh get better there Um, i was pleased with our tight ends i mean i mean tanner arkin demir abdullah Gary Williams, those are good players. Peter Montini got hurt, but he he's a guy we had at Nevada, and he was doing a really good job. And so and I was pleased with our running backs. You know, Ajaan had a really good spring, um, and uh, and so did Avery Morrow, and, you know, and David Bailey's coming on. And uh, and so those kids are good football players. I think we could win games with those guys. So, um, you know, and I mentioned the quarterback, Clay had a very good spring, Um, and, and, and I was really impressed with Childs, you know, Childs was really a surprise. He he may be, he may be the surprise of the whole spring of the whole football team, just in his ability to, to understand what we're doing, uh, and, and his ability to throw the football and throw it down the field. He did a really good job and, uh, he's way more competitive than I thought he'd be, you know? And, um, and so that's a real, real plus. Um, and, and our, and our young guys are coming on they just need a gazillion reps. So, um, you no, know, we gotta, you know, we're going to have to be a football team, uh, that's, that's disciplined. Um, we're going to have to be a football team, uh, that plays with great effort. Um, and we gotta, we gotta have a lot of mental toughness, you know, um, uh, to be able to execute, um, you know, keep the football on offense, whether it's passing or running, you know, we did a good job running the ball today at times. I was pleased with that. And um, we're going to have to be an opportunistic defense, you know, a, a disciplined defense. It doesn't give up big plays and that if we can take the ball away, um, it's going to really help us. And, you know, and then we have a philosophy, I don't know, uh, but but we're going to play our best players on special teams. You know, we're going to play, um, you know, our best receivers and Melpon's going to play special teams and but I just believe that, you know, if we can play our best players in special teams and we can make plays and get our give our team a position to, to steal points, then, um, you know, we'll rotate guys on offense and defense and give them a blow. But but we got to find a way to steal plays and 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 uh, and gain momentum through special teams and playing smart defense and playing opportunistic offense. So, you know, that's the kind of football team we're going to have. And. And um, you know, we just gotta continue to improve and and understand what our strengths are. Seems
1: like That's most cool. guys participated. Are you okay with the yeah. status? Everybody
0: league? plays in the spring game. That was uh, <laughs> everybody plays. We had some guys that didn't get many reps all spring, but they played today. So no, everybody everybody, you know, we want we wanted spring to end with some, with some momentum, you know, and uh, you know, we spotted the I started to think we maybe bit off more we could chew, <laughs> but we spotted the twos, three touchdowns, and then the and then the twos score first. And pretty soon we're down four scores. And so, uh, but that's it's it's pretty typical the way we do this format when we spot the twos, uh, that and you know, with the wind that that, that was an added little added uh dimension to the game, but it's amazing how many times it comes down like it did today to the last couple of drives. And, um, you know, and so it was, it was good. It was a good day's work and I'm, 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 I'm glad we did it.
2: Uh, this song's uh, I wrote and it's about how I don't really think I can write songs when I want to write songs, but songs happen nonetheless. So take that how you want it. I think I was supposed to come in there. It'll be fine though. We'll just go on the second beat, you know? how you make music i only seem to write when the words they don't come to me i'm staring at this page and i swear it stares back at me read between the lines see the blank and all the happenings it's been 35 and i ain't even wrote like half a thing rhymes that make sense but more lines that didn't i was walking with my headphones heavy bumping pivot simplistic white pages they dreamin' we were famous they say they like the cadence mark the summers like cicadas and features those ain't favors my mood brings an alligator spit like vader with the saber steady kicking it like prater staring at white paper it's habitual behavior check the flavor that's some sage advice but confidence a great disguise and certain lines are idolized like yeah i'm fine and i don't mind it's out of sight it's out of mind and i've been dwelling on my past just to see what i can find lost and found memories of places i designed in my imagination's different now but i swear that